0: because none of us know the truth. The offense that was committed was not committed against me. It was not committed against my wife. It was committed against you, all of you. So if that makes you angry or feel misrepresented, do something about it. When Benjamin Franklin left Independence Hall just after the second drafting, he was approached by a woman on the street. The woman said, Mr. Franklin, What manner of government have you bequeathed us? And Franklin said, a republic madam. If you can keep it. The responsibility of a country is not in the hands of a privileged few. We are strong and we are free from tyranny as long as each one of us remembers his or her duty as a citizen whether it's to report a pothole at the top of your street or lies in a State of the Union address, speak out, ask those questions, demand that truth. Democracy is not a free ride, man, I'm here to tell you. But this is where we live. And if we do our job, this is where our children will live. God bless you.
1: From the movie Fair Game, which is about uh, Valerie Plame, who was an undercover CIA agent in uh, in Greece. And uh, she was over there in, in Europe, uh, undercover, trying to figure out what was going on with uh, Saddam Hussein and his nuclear ambitions. And that was her husband. That's actually Sean Penn, but uh, portraying her husband, who was a diplomat, and uh, making a speech about them, basically uh exposing her cover and endangering her life. And uh, you know what? This is a Republic. If you can keep it, madam, apparently we lost it. And I thought about, uh, and then I used that song from David Bowie. This is not America because I don't think this is America anymore. And um, I thought about my wife, my wife suggested using this song instead to open the show.
2: Night is
3: yours alone.
1: I decided not to use that one because that song makes me sad and emotional because it makes me think of our first trip to ground zero in October of, uh, 2002 when the, the stench was still in the air from the wreckage of the twin towers. And if you walked around the church across the street, uh, there were vendors vendors around and you could read the the letters and the, sh- and the shirts and the stuff that was on the, around the church from people all over the country and uh many of the vendors were playing that song and it just made made us sad and i said i don't want to open up with that thing because it makes me uh it's gonna put a just a a bad emotional energy into the show so i thought i'd just add this one in different energy into it so I'm sorry I had to put you through three of those songs but I thought it would lift our mood a little bit before we get intense on what happened this week and before I get into it let me introduce myself uh, to everybody that doesn't know my name is Ed Hoffman I'm from Summit Funding if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 one t- last time day or night toll free area code 855 855- 640 6402020. If you want to learn about uh, some information on financing, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page. Fill all that stuff out as much information as you want me to have, and tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, and we will help you find the missing pieces of your real estate financing puzzle. Um, follow me on Twitter at edhoffman, follow me on parlor at big edhoffman. The The Facebook page for the main event is main event, uh, facebook.com slash the main event, at Hoffman. So let's get back on it. If you have comments on the show today, email me at ed at edhoffman.net. Okay, so I got through that really fast because I spent so much time on songs, trying to keep myself in the right mood because I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm heartbroken, and I really don't know how to how to put it. I hope I come across good today. Because I'm, really I'm really sad and kind of a, a little bit lost like all of you guys are about where do we go from here? So we're still trying to figure out what happened on Wednesday. Let's look at some of the events and I'll give you my thoughts. Wednesday morning, the Senate convened to vote on the certification of the Electoral College, which I told you last week was going to be a meltdown of the government. And uh, it didn't go like, like I thought it would go. And I'll explain my thoughts my take on how it happened. Um, So they, Wednesday morning, they convened to vote on the certification of the Electoral College. Since Georgia appears to have been magically turned blue, Mitch McConnell may only be the majority. Well, let me rephrase that. Mitch McConnell will only be the majority leader for a couple more weeks. And he doesn't seem too motivated about doing anything with the time he has left.
4: We're debating a step that has never been taken in American history whether Congress should overrule the voters and overturn a presidential election. President Trump claims the election was stolen. The assertions range from specific local allegations to constitutional arguments to sweeping conspiracy theories. Every election we know features some illegality and irregularity, and of course, that's unacceptable. The Constitution gives us here in Congress a limited role. We cannot simply declare ourselves a national board of elections on steroids.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, this speech that goes on for eight minutes just proves, proves that McConnell's a, a spineless, gutless, nutless jellyfish and he's, a, he's another one of the poster children, along with uh, Pelosi and McConnell or in, uh, and Schumer, for term limits. He's been in there for 36 years, which apparently seems to be about 28 years too long. We need some new blood. We've needed new blood for a long time, and it's just sad. McConnell's speech was eight minutes long, but he talks to, too slow, felt like eight hours. He still had five minutes to spare, which he yielded to Ted Cruz.
4: I wanna to speak to the Republicans who are considering voting against these objections. I understand your concerns, but I urge you to pause and think what does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election. And I believe there's a better way. The leaders just spoke about setting aside the election. Let me be clear, I am not arguing for setting aside the result of this election.
1: Well, he went on he went on to say that there's uh there's two different that everyone says that thinks that there's just two different options. That's uh, uh, certifying the election or setting the whole election aside. He went on to propose a third option, which would be a 10 day emergency audit of the returns in the disputed states. Um, as the Senate proceeded, the uh, proceeded, the president was outside on the ellipse, which is the grassy area outside the the South Lawn of the White House, where it's, which is the, the really pretty side of the White House where you're about 200 yards from the, uh, from the White House where the gates are, and you can take a nice picture of that, of the White House from there, but you don't get any closer without going through the gates in the Secret Service. So uh, he was out there making address to thousands of supporters who traveled from all over the country.
3: The radical left knows exactly what they're doing. They're ruthless. And it's time that somebody did something about it. And Mike Pence, I hope you're going to stand up for the good of our Constitution and for the good of our country. And if you're not, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. I will tell you right now. I'm not hearing good stories.
1: Mike Pence, a guy. Had lots of lots of respect for apparently went limp. And uh, actually, uh, Louis Gomer to Texas filed a suit, filed a legal action to try and make it his decision, so he could just say, "Hey, we're setting this aside. We're sending it to Congress." But then he sent a thing to the court saying, "Don't do this." He didn't want to be the one, the one that everyone's going to beat up on, uh, and call them, uh, call them responsible. Um, Rudy Giuliani also spoke and spoke at the at the rally and uh and CNN captured one person's reaction let's just play this and talk about it
4: let's have trial by combat <laughs> he just said trial by combat
0: <laughs> i'm ready
1: i'm ready yeah well uh you know maybe uh Giuliani who was a uh a brilliant leader in his day I've strongly supported him for uh, president in 2008 and uh, apparently uh, he's kind of lost his edge and maybe that wasn't the right thing. Maybe that wasn't the right decision to keep him as uh, uh, leading this leading this fight because um, he's clearly lost his uh, his razor sharp edge. At some point, a throng of people ended up uh, outside the Capitol, still peaceful sometime around 1 p.m., when the crowds the the crowds stormed the barricades and began to enter the the uh, Capitol building, um, from what I can see, from what I can see here, uh, in what what I can see and hear, um, there were a couple of busloads, at least a couple of busloads of Antifa that brought in. Apparently, uh, apparently, the Democrats knew that there was going to be this big uh, rally of people and they decided to send Antifa in, dress him as Trump supporters, and let them go make everybody look bad. The Antifa theory sounds pretty damn plausible when a member of Congress says there's intelligence to back it up. Here's Republican Mo Brooks of Alabama with Newsmax's Grant Stitchfield.
4: There was some intelligence received prior to today that Antifa was going to try to impersonate Trump supporters and attack the Capitol. Now whether these people who did the actual violence were Antifa or Antifa plus Trump supporters or only Trump supporters or anarchists or somebody else, we really need to wait until an investigation has been conducted and not jump to conclusions when the evidence is incomplete. It's reasonable to conclude that Trump supporters were also involved, but I would not exclude uh, Antifa at this point both because of the power warning and then the evidence that I've seen uh, from the
1: Capitol itself. So Scott and I were talking about going out there for this rally and, uh, but Scott got sick and I was thinking, you know, the important stuff's not going to be, be happening at the rally. The important stuff's going to be happening uh, on the floor of of the house and the Senate. Um, And I, we opted not to do that. And uh, here's, Here's the evidence Antifa being responsible for breaking the windows. Listen closely. Yeah, so you're hearing a Trump supporter saying booing all these Trump supporters booing yelling don't break the windows no antifa no antifa you hear the crowd this was not Trump supporters doing that if you've seen the videos these are our youngsters little thugs and as we know youngsters don't know don't know squat they get caught up in the in the uh in the moment sometimes you see a few people that were probably Trump supporters that got caught up in the uh in the in the in the frenzy and but these guys, these guys there, everyone's yelling, don't break the windows, don't break the windows. And somehow they just kept doing it and crawl into the, crawl into the Capitol building. Um, around 4 p.m., President made a video to address the supporters. I know you pain,
3: I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace.
1: Yeah, Trump having the brains and the common sense and the guts to make a decision uh, deployed deployed the National Guard. And uh, they were brought in. Capitol Police sprayed mace on the crowd in efforts to clear the area before 6 p.m. The, that the, uh, uh, that the uh, mayor of, of uh, Washington, D.C. established. And uh, Trump made a decision and moved on it. He didn't think about it. He didn't him and hum and ask everybody's opinion. He deployed the National Guard like a real leader does. Four people died in that in that frenzy. The first one, Ashley Babbitt, 34, San Diego, uh, was a uh, spent, I think, 14 years in the military and deployed overseas. She was uh, she was shot by Capitol Police trying to get in the building. Um, Antifa or Trump supporter that got caught up in the frenzy probably just got caught up in the frenzy. Uh, Benjamin Phillips, 50, Pennsylvania, his group said they last saw him. Uh, when he went to find a parking space for their bus. Some point during the day, he was found dead of a stroke. Kevin Greesom, 55, Alabama, had a heart attack during the unrest. Roseanne Boylan, 34, Georgia, died of an unknown medical emergency during the riots. Um, I'm sure her death certificate will say COVID-19. One Capitol Hill police officer, Brian Sicknick, died Thursday from injuries sustained Wednesday. Um, you know, apparently these people weren't, uh, weren't Democrats or black. So, uh, nobody's really making a big deal of it on the, uh, on the, on the news. Cause it's really not that important when, when white people or conservatives die, uh, and when Capitol police shoot them, uh, although I don't think anybody, anybody pulled out guns when it was. Black Lives Matter or uh, Antifa all over the country, police were told the shot to to, uh, stand down. Um, At eight o'clock, the Senate reconvened to finish the electoral college at some undisclosed information. Here's what minority Kevin McCarthy said.
5: Now is the moment. Now is the moment to show America we can work best together. This side of the aisle always believes and working with anybody who wants to move it forward. That does not mean that we're going to agree 100% of the time. That does not mean our voice cannot be heard. That does not mean we cannot be treated fairly. We should be. By returning here to complete the work we were sent to do, we are proving that our democracy cannot be disrupted by criminal behavior. Let me be very clear mobs don't rule America. Laws rule America. It was true when our cities were burning this summer, and it's true
1: now.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what, uh, that's what McCarthy said, but apparently, uh, I don't know. I've, I've got my eyes open, I've got my ears open, and I have my logically thinking brain looking at it. And I don't think laws run America anymore. I think mobs run America and, and fraud and corruption. And we saw our country taken from us
2: and makes me sad makes me sad we had a we had um a
1: whole bunch of people that said they that said they were going to they were going to fight to up, uphold the constitution and uphold the laws and they were going to they were going to stand up for the for the the elect for the voters when they saw it taken away by fraud and all kinds of stuff going on, that was not a conspiracy theory. It was facts was laid out, but everybody just wants to, wants to focus on, well, it went to the courts and the court, the courts threw it out. What, what, what amazes me is judges, judges are hired that are appointed to make judgments on the law, to uphold the law, to not have a political, political stance. And, And our elected officials are supposed to do that, but none of them have the, have the guts or the commitment that the 20 year old kids that go into our military to, uh, that, that sign a contract, uh, for up to, and including their life to defend the constitution. And we send them overseas with guns and bombs and, and, uh, and, and they, and they defend our freedom over there. But the people in, in Washington DC that get to wear suits and have their, have their nice apartments and and houses in Washington DC and at home and get to have their unlimited expense accounts, Nancy Pelosi and the Congress people, they get to get in planes and uh, take their whole family and whatever amount of people they want to, to go to other countries. We're just going to go over there and, and have a, have a, have a trip to Israel. And we're going to do that. And we're going to stock those planes with, with alcohol and, gray goose and Patron and all kinds of high-end, uh, high-end alcohol and, and, and just do it on our dime. They don't have, they don't have the the guts to stand up for what's right. And for those that do have the guts to stand up for re- what's right, that the, the federal judges that are too scared, like the, even all, all three of our brand new, uh, Supreme court justices they don't want to be the ones to be taking the blame and have death threats. Hey, why don't we stop the, stop the BS trips for the congressional people? Why don't we stop their unlimited, unlimited amounts of, uh, of expense account? Let's stop letting them, them hire their family members and their friends to be staff members for hundred grand a year in their offices in their home state and their offices in Washington, D.C. And why don't we spend some money on Secret Service, Secret Service to protect judges? when they have to stand up and take, and take a, uh, take a stand. Why is it, why is it that we elect these people to represent the people, the government by the people of the people and for the people. But when it comes down to it, it's just really about, you know, they don't want anyone to, to talk bad about them on Facebook or Twitter or parlor. They don't want anybody to put an Instagram that says these, these people, we don't like, we don't want to take a stand. We don't want them to take a stand and represent how we feel, how we voted. They just want to be safe and keep their families happy and so they can go on vacation and do all that crap. Hey, if you're not committed, don't run for office.
2: I, for one, and a tax-paying American who's angry, more than angry. I like to use words that I
1: can't, can't say on the radio, but that's how, that's how mad I am. And now, now today we're watching uh, Biden talk about how many black people he's putting in his cabinet, how many women and how many transgenders. You know what I'll tell you right now, but as I end the first half of this, I'm a white, male, conservative, straight Christian, and I don't apologize for any of it. You watch TV and it, and it makes us look like, hey, if you're not black or transgender or gay or a female, or something else besides white, male, straight, American, conservative, Christian, you're not allowed to be on TV because anybody's worried about someone's going to get mad at them. I'm out of time for the first half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic and sports and weather and whatever else, and we'll be back with the second half. back to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk about real estate and financing on the radio too much because most of you uh, aren't in the market or not sure if you're in the market or never inquired about reverse mortgages. But if you want to and you want to talk to someone who's, who's mad and angry and sad and heartbroken, but thinks like you and loves America or what America was, is supposed to be. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on summit funding logo and do your, uh, your thing. So in the first half, we're talking about what happened on Wednesday and we got all the way to, uh, we got all the way to, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time when the, the house and Senate met to, uh, reconvene to certify the vote. And we listened to Kevin McCarthy talk about how laws control this country, not mobs. I disagreed. At 3.41 a.m.,
2: Vice President Pence, with all, the, with all the spineless, gutless, nutless, no courage, but very dignified and very politically correct, said this. The whole number of electors appointed to vote for president of the United States is 538. Within that whole number, a majority is 270. The votes for President of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. The announcement of the state of the vote by the President of the Senate shall be deemed a sufficient declaration of the person's elected president and Vice President of the United States, each for the term beginning on the 20th day of January 2021 and shall be entered together with the list of the votes on the journals of the Senate and the House of Representatives. What happened? What happened there? We were objecting
1: to the, the obvious fraud and corruption and BS that was uh, infiltrated on our, on our elections. Do our votes count? Do our votes count anymore? What is the meaning of this? If you're too stupid to see it, like everybody who support, who's on, I see people on Facebook and, and Twitter, oh, the, Trump should just step down. He's making himself look bad. You know what? I don't want to hear that stuff. President Trump served us and got more stuff done in four years than than any president in my lifetime and probably with more, with more, turbulence and more back-pushing and more people fighting him than than anybody in history. And this is how we treat him. Hey, let's get him out now. Let's get him out now. Why do people want him out? He's two weeks later. Friday morning, he made made this this statement.
3: The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction. You do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. Yeah, for those of you that that broke the laws, you will be
1: prosecuted. You know what? I think about all those people that broke the law and tried to burn down the the federal courthouse in uh, Portland and all these people. They all got arrested, but the DAs didn't press charges. But these people, some of them, and most of them, Antifa, will be let off. And the ones that are Trump supporters will probably be prosecuted. This is not America, folks. No longer. And what happened? And what happened overnight? As we know, all the protests were in response to the Electoral College results, which were voted on, um, that that were voted on and certified Thursday morning. What happened to all those people that were going to object to it? Prior to Wednesday, Wednesday's counting process, 14 Republican senators and more than 100 House uh, members said they planned to object to at least one state's results. But after the events of Wednesday, the numbers were reduced to six Senate Republicans and 121 House, uh, House Republicans, uh, Congress people, supporting the objections to certify Arizona. Seven Senate Republicans and 138 house Republicans supporting the objections for certifying Pennsylvania. These Republican senators who reversed their decisions that were all strong going into it, but then, then got all limp and, and, and wussed out on the, uh, when it came time, well, you know, it's late and I've been up since early this morning and I really don't want anybody being mad at me. James Lankford of Oklahoma. Wussed out Steve Daines of Montana wussed out Mike Braun of Indiana wussed out Bill Haggerty of Tennessee wussed out Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Oh, I loved her till Thursday morning, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin and Kelly Leffler of Georgia, who had planned to object to the results in her state, but she lost her election. I always thought she was a little goofy, but we didn't have a choice. We needed, we needed her in, uh, to, to keep the Republican, uh, uh, majority, um, these people are just spineless. Eh, don't want anybody to be mad at me. It's late. I'm tired. I'm tired too. I'm tired of watching people just take over our country. I'm wa- I'm tired of people. Hey, you know the law says you're allowed to uh, have observers to make sure the count's going right, but they push the they push the Republican observers away. The law says that we're supposed to be able to compare the signatures on mail in votes to the signatures on file, but they just took them out of the thing and threw them and separated them right away. We didn't have any of that. We watched live on TV and the videos are all over the place watching votes just computer just switched there's a there's somebody taped the uh, taped uh cNN on uh on Tuesday night during the election of uh for Georgia and watched, uh, Purdue just lose like 15,000 votes in the instance. Uh, and while you're watching there, Hey, what happened? You see it one time it flashes up. And the next time they flash up the the numbers, you just lost 15,000 votes. This stuff happened. This is not conspiracy theory. It's right there on TV and people like my sister and a bunch of you idiots out there that are uh, Democrats that say, Oh, get over it. This was a free and fair election, and, and it was legitimately
2: won, is bull. But what can we do about it now? I don't think anything. What does that mean for our future? I don't know. And what happened, what happened to,
1: to our courageous Republicans that never even planned to object? Rand Paul. Rand Paul, the, the uh, libertarian. The the Ron Paul, Ron Paul's son, except for he's not as he's not as goofy or out in uh, La La Land as as uh, Ron as his dad. But I had respect for him. But he but he whimped out. Marco Rubio, Florida. What happened to him? He he has aspirations to be president, but he wouldn't stand up
2: for this. Tom Cotton, he's Alabama, I think. He was a first uh, first term senator. Republican,
1: I donated to his to his uh, to his election two years ago, or two years ago, four years ago. Whenever he whenever he got in, he's a veteran. What happened to him? What happened to Tim Scott of Florida? He stands up when the camera's on, but
2: what happens when it when it really counts? And what about Lindsey Graham? Weak, spineless, nutless, gutless jellyfish. It angers me.
1: It just enrages me that this, that these people just wimped out. Where did they go? Where did they go? Did we forget? Do we forget about all the arguments? If you watched, if you watched the uh, the hearings before the chaos started, you saw these guys going up there and objecting and giving eloquent reasons why these, why these, uh, the Arizona, it was only in the Arizona, Arizona uh, um, objection. Before the chaos started, it's only Arizona, but you saw these people eloquently saying why we shouldn't support this. This is what happened. We have proof of this. This is what happened. We have proof of it. Let's put it in.
2: Let's put it in uh, in perspective, like a uh, football game. You don't. You don't allow a bad call. They'll spend a bad call that takes ten seconds. Uh, ten
1: seconds to happen. They'll spend five, 10 minutes looking at the the instant
2: replay over and over and over, and that's freaking football. Who cares? This is our country. This is our country that
1: hundreds of thousands or millions of veterans have have given their lives. I want to know how, I'm wondering how Andrew Botrell that gave up an arm and two legs or Joey Jones who gave up, uh, gave up two legs or uh, Juan Dominguez who gave up an arm and two legs. I want to know about all these, all these guys that died and all these guys that are living with pieces of their body gone because they, because they upheld the constitution. How do they feel
2: now? If you know anybody who's in the military, you don't get paid very well to risk your life. You go out there and risk your life and dodge
1: bullets and you're, you know, some of these guys are 18, 19, 20, or, you know, they're mid-20s, late-20s, and all they want to do, do is, is support America. And they went and they stood up. How about all the guys that got off the boat in Normandy, knowing, knowing that most of them were, weren't going
2: to get to the beach? Standing up for this country, for our, for our republic. And now today,
1: we just let it happen. We just let it happen. We just let them send in their people and register to vote at the end. And people that didn't live in those states, people could register. I could have registered as Edwin Hoffman and Edwin Bruce Hoffman and Ed Hoffman and Eddie Hoffman. I could have voted, voted four or five times. I didn't because I'm honest. But the Democrats did that. And even if they didn't live in the state, they used... They used addresses like casinos in, in Nevada. They used addresses that didn't exist. Uh, the people that used their different names used the same address for all of them. Uh, William William Johnson and Bill Johnson, two different people at the same place, register those votes. Forty two thousand of them. Fifteen hundred people in Nevada didn't even didn't even uh, did, were dead.
2: This is a fact. This isn't a conspiracy theory. and we let that election stand and our weak gutless
1: politicians just laid down and let it happen they rolled over on their backs stuck their tail between their legs and peed on themselves well i didn't want to have to get my suit dirty i didn't want to have to stay up past past uh, so late at night i got up early this morning to get this done and then we had to be evacuated I didn't want. I didn't want to actually stand up for what I'm getting paid for. No, Congress people get paid 172 thousand dollars a year. That's people like uh, AOC and all these on all these newbies that just won an election. 172 thousand dollars a year, plus their expenses and their expenses and their expenses, and if they decide to. Uh, if you got a a, a congressperson or a senator in Florida, he's got an office in Florida. He's got an office in in uh, Washington D.C. and they get to have their unlimited expense account, and they can hire a staff for their for both offices. And if one of them's the guy's live-in lover, and uh, the other one, and and then there's another hundred thousand dollars being paid to her daughter that works in a in the in the Florida office. That's okay. We just pay it. Think about the money that comes out of your paycheck. Think about the money that you have to write a check for. And you've been writing checks for all this time. Think about the lives that have been given up. This is what these Congress people and senators do. And they are not required to have any guts, any backbone, anything. They just rolled over, rolled over. Well, I guess Biden is the, is the president. Biden doesn't even know what day it is. And then to see him get on TV uh, Thursday and Friday, and talk about and criticize Trump and say he caused this and to say hey these these uh these coronavirus vaccines aren't being distributed properly. It's trump's fault. the Democrats didn't say it could even be done in less than two years. Trump put the tax money behind it and got this thing done in in nine in nine months, and there's been about two hundred or two hundred and fifty million. Uh, doses out there. And only about 10% of that's been, been uh, uh, stuck in people's arms. Maybe, maybe it's people don't want the virus. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't trust these, these pharmaceutical companies that supported Biden. Maybe they just don't support the, maybe they just are a little leery of, of how the, how the Democrats shut our whole country down over, over the flu. And I'm not saying coronavirus doesn't exist. And it's a bad strain of the flu. And a lot of people have, have uh, had real problems with it, but we've been, we've been shutting, we've shut all these companies down and we uh, isolated everybody in their homes and we have to wear masks everywhere we go. And people are still getting it.
2: So why kill them socially if they're going to get it anyway? Out of the
1: 211 Republican members of of the House, 121 members supported president by supporting the objection, which means 90 of them did not. I will say that uh, California, Ken Calvert and Daryl Issa uh, supported the objection. Although the press enterprise says Friday morning that they both say Trump should go. I have a a, you know, he's got two weeks left. I have a problem believing the press enterprise because they put all kinds of crap. That isn't, that isn't true. They're so left-leaning. Uh, I don't know why I pay for that, except for my wife has her routine of getting up in the morning and reading the paper every morning. And I don't think the LA times is going to be an improvement. I don't know if USA today is uh delivers to your house, but you know what? This is the kind of stuff that's being put out out of those who. St- who stated they plan to support the objection. We only know of a few who reversed their decisions. Kathy McMorris Rogers of Washington, Michael Waltz of Florida, Troy Balderson of Ohio. Nobody knows who these people are. Um, I don't, never heard of them. It's it's scary. It's scary. All these, uh, you know, all these wimps. I've been paying gazillions of dollars in taxes. I worked my ass off for all my life to get what I got because that's what America is about. You work your ass off. You want to live better. You work harder. You have an idea and you put your, you put your, your money where your mouth is and you take some risk and you get, and you either go down or you go or you, or you win. That's what free enterprise is about. That's what American freedom
2: is. That's what Liberty is. And these guys that, these guys that represented us, let us down. What can we do about it? I don't know.
1: I don't honestly know. I hear Dinesh D'Souza and some other people on TV that I respect say, "Well, you know what? Uh, this is going to be. We're in real good position for 2022. That we'll
2: probably take the house. Not if nobody votes." And I know a lot of you out there just say, "Hey, why?
1: Why do I bother voting? Why do I bother sending in sending in money to uh, to?" help support uh, campaigns of people that I believe in. Just flush that money down the toilet. I sent in money for Agnes Gibney, for Aja Smith, for for uh, Joe Collins. I sent money to the guy running against uh, Eric Early the, that ran against uh, Adam Schiff. So I sent in money for his campaign. I sent in money for Joe Collins who ran against Maxine Waters. I sent money to people that I believed would make a difference. I know I saw an email today that Aja Smith of, uh, that was running in Riverside filed a, filed a lawsuit against the Riverside County of uh, uh, County Registrar Voters uh, for campaign violations.
2: What, is our, what, are, what are our people that work for the government that get paid by us responsible to do on our behalf? Nobody held them accountable. And now we've got a guy who's Mr. Magoo going into the white house. He'll probably,
1: he'll probably, who's going to run this country. Joe Biden doesn't even know what day it is. He doesn't know where he's at. He's reading a teleprompter with words that somebody
2: else wrote. Who's writing this stuff. We know he won't last six months. And then we're going to have Kamala Harris. Who everybody hates. Nobody would, she didn't have enough support to even get her to the first primary. First woman president,
1: first woman president, not because she's worthy of the the office. No, because she's black and she's a female. Because Biden promised to put a, a woman of color as his running mate. Didn't matter who was capable of taking over if something happens to him, which we know is about to happen. That's her qualifications. She's female and she's black. If this, if this angers you, you can see that's where I'm at. I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm heartbroken and I'm enraged and I don't really
2: know where to go with it. One shining light that we saw on Wednesday was uh,
1: one young, young, some new young blood that came into the, to the Congress that was, uh, has been in Congress for a week. Newly elected Lauren Boebert of Colorado. She made news this week uh, for saying she would bring her Glock to the House of Representatives for self-protection. She says, I'm five foot zero. I'm a hundred pounds. You can't protect me because when seconds count, the police will be there in a few minutes. And I'm not, and I'm not uh, ranking on the police. I support the police, but that's just reality. But people that have guns that use them for bad things, they don't care about the laws. And those of us that that want us to protect ourselves, we need to be have have to have a have the means to be able to protect ourselves. But what should have made news for Lauren Boebert was her impassioned speech on Wednesday to oppose the certifying of of the count in Arizona.
6: For more than three decades, Arizona law set by the state legislature has required that voter registration in no later than 29 days before an election. This is clear. It is law unless amended by the state legislature. This is the way it needs to be carried out in Arizona. The deadline for voter registration for the 2020 presidential election was October 5 2020 using covid as a reasoning. Democrats filed a law, filed a lawsuit to extend this deadline by 18 days as a result of this frivolous Partisan lawsuit, 10 extra days were added via judicial fiat to allow voter registration. These 10 days were added after voting had already begun. This is completely indefensible. You cannot change the rules of an election while it is underway and expect the American people to trust it. Now, in this 10 day period, at least 30,000 new voters registered to vote in Arizona. All of these votes are unconstitutional. It does not matter if they voted for President Trump or if they voted for Vice President Biden. They did not register in time for the election. The law states October 5th. Either we have laws or we do not. If we allow state election laws as set forth by the state legislature, to be ignored and manipulated on the whims.
2: The House will be in order.
1: So Nancy Pelosi, uh, broke it up, called to order some, some, uh, some hustle and bustle and some uh, commotion was starting in the chamber. And then Loewen Boebert came back and finished.
6: The oath that I took this past Sunday to defend and support the Constitution makes it necessary for me to object to this travesty. Otherwise, the laws passed by the legislative branch merely become suggestions to be accepted, rejected or manipulated by those who did not pass them. Madam Speaker, I have constituents outside this building right now. I promised my voters to be their voice in this branch of government, which I now serve. It is my separate but equal obligation to weigh in on this election and object. Are we not a government of, by and for the people? They know that this election is not right and as their representative. I am sent here to represent them. I will not allow the people to be ignored. Madam Speaker, it is my duty under the U.S. Constitution to object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. The members who stand here today and accept the results of this concentrated, coordinated, partisan effort by Democrats, where every fraudulent vote cancels out the vote of an honest America has sided with the extremist left. The United States Congress needs to make an informed decision and that starts with this objection. I yield the balance of my time to the gentleman from Florida, Mr. Brian Mast.
1: Here, here are a uh, leader of the house. <laughs> you know what, Lauren Boebert's one of my new heroes. You know what, five foot zero, hundred pounds, She's got more she's got more guts than everybody else out there out there that, that didn't fight for us that didn't stand up that didn't stand up for what we see obvious And I don't even know I don't even know what, what to say. I'm sad. I'm sad and I'm and I'm angry and Anyway, I'm all out of all out of time for uh, this week's rant. If I offended anybody out there, too bad. Thanks for listening to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman. I'll calm down and I'll be back again with you next week.
5: The opinions expressed do not
0: necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.